This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again to the studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind. This is season five, episode number 16. And I am delighted to be joined in studio by my co-host Anya Fahi and by our other co-host Paula Murphy. We've been told she doesn't like the Dowley anymore because everybody knows her as Murphy. All right, he. No, I've just got I've got a split personality really at the best of times, so it comes in handy. Like I mean, if I was playing now, I'd be sorted because it could be known as Paula Dowling to one ref, and then it goes Paula Murphy to the other, and I'd be able to get loads of yellow cards. Uh, stop. How are you this evening, Anya? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? Well, apart from having the row a little bit here, which we just did because the big night is approaching. Friday night, the 1st of December, the Come On Kind Team of the Year announcement. We've had to change venue ever so slightly. We are now going to... <coughs> excuse me. We are now going to O'Loughlin's GAA Club on Friday night. But that's not going to make too much difference because the proceedings will still be streamed live on the KCLR social media platforms. But obviously there's a big game on the weekend as well before we get to the team of the year and that is the All-Ireland Club semi-final between Dixborough and Loch Eel Shamrocks <coughs> that is going to be taking place in Ashburn, Dunabate on Saturday at 2pm uh, with a throw-in and we are live from KCLR in Meath at the weekend for that game. Anya, the Leinster champions against the <coughs> Ulster champions Lockheed Shamrocks in the All-Ireland final against Sarsfields of Galway yesterday. Sarsfields of Galway will play Sarsfields of Cork in the other semi-final. That's on a Mallow at the weekend as well. But it is a great weekend to be looking forward to a Camogie match. Yeah, it certainly is. And it's a huge opportunity again for Dixborough to you know, try and get their place in an All-Ireland club final. I suppose, you know, for them... They had a, a huge win in the Leinster final against St. Vincent's of Dublin there nearly, what, two weeks ago now at this stage? And, you know, two they, weeks, yep. yeah, I suppose, you know, they, you know, they had to come out the other side of a really, really tough bat- battle. They probably had, you know, a couple of days celebrating and the last maybe 10 days or so just kind of, I suppose, trying to get the bodies right and focusing on this game and, you know, coming up against another big task against Lockheed Shamrocks. And you definitely have to celebrate like your first yeah. Leinster title ever to come into the club at the adult camogie level. Like it's one to remember and you're always going to remember it. So you definitely celebrate it. But as you say, the last week or so now coming into it has been focused on mm-hmm. another semi-final. The way of looking at this one game away from Crow Park yeah. an All-Ireland final with your club it would be a brilliant achievement for this group of players Yeah absolutely huge and I suppose you know going into Leinster winning a Leinster title and then just uh, bouncing on after that I suppose like when you look at the likes of Lockheed Shamrocks now they're after doing back to back in the Ulster Championship they beat Schlockneil in an Ulster semi-final and we've all you know we all know the history that Schlockneil um, have brought to the, the Senior Club Championship over the last couple of years and then they beat Leitrim Fontes I think I'm saying that right Leitrim Fontenites 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 uh, 20 points to 4 in an Ulster in an Ulster final it was 11 points no score at half time so I suppose you know for Dixburg this is obviously going to be um, another new challenge and I suppose they're going to have to look at this team differently than they looked at the St. Vincent's team and 
but you know for them they're just going to be looking forward to getting out there representing Dixborough representing Mulgenny in a, in a senior in a senior All-Ireland club semi-final it's a huge opportunity for her and it's obviously going to be a huge task um, task as well but what an honour what an honour it is to be representing your club at this stage The last team to get to this stage was Thomastown because they did get to the All-Ireland semi-final mm-hmm. they were beaten against Northern Opposition um, as well that day if I'm not mistaken it was actually Schlock Neil that, yeah. that, that day and yeah. did they go on to win the All-Ireland they did. that year? Yeah. Paula Freshford St. Acton's was the last team to partake in an All-Ireland club final in Kilkenny at senior level um, all them years ago because no other team has got has there. Not since then. Not since Seriously, senior. I didn't realise that. No. Intermediate, yes, yeah. but not senior. I you're, didn't realise that. Yeah, no, you're the last team to actually get to the final and win. Um, that was our three in a row, yeah. Yeah. So it's a big undertaking. The only thing I was thinking with regard to Dixborough, they're after having a really tough game. It was a good game. Mm. Very physical, very intense. That'll stand to them in comparison with Loch Eel. Like, I mean, to win a match by whatever, 20 points to three or 20 points to four, how much do you learn about yourself in those type of situations? Um, like, I mean, that that game against the last day, it, it was just phenomenal watching Dixborough. It, it ebbed and it, you didn't know what was going to happen at any stage during the match. It was anybody's game. And I think that maybe Dixborough will have learned a lot more about their resilience or as I call it, their bounce back ability because like, I mean, there was hard tackles going in there and, and that's going to stand to them because it will be a physically tough game we're what three weeks two weeks later ground is going to be heavier it all depends on the quality of the pitch which I'm sure will probably be as good as it can be at this time of the year but it's going to have a big bearing on the whole thing I'm going to bring it back to the bounceability because obviously going four points down in uh, a Leinster final in the second half I know there's a full second half to go nearly within the five minutes that they were four points down but this team they don't panic anymore like previous years even the Leinster final going back a couple of years ago against Aula de Bala um, they did panic a small little bit you know they're trying to to fight into the game and think to themselves I, right I have to get the next score I have to be able to do this we have to get here at this certain point of time but they just played their own game they stuck to their own game the last time and rattled off seven points in a row they just they play it they play Camogie they didn't panic they don't panic because number one right Back to the last time that they would have been there, they were a way younger team. Now, they're still very young. Like, that's the frightening part on behalf of all of other clubs. They are very young, but they've learnt a lot and they've matured together. They trust the process. And you know what the biggest thing is? They actually have trust in each other. They're backing each other up. So if somebody goes for the ball, there's not a complete panic attack whereby you have about like three or four going in, you know, in on top of the ball. They're backing their player to win the ball. And what I did love to see with the guard to Dixborough is that when they're going in over the ball, they're getting their body over the ball. They're not allowing the opposition to push them off it, which I suppose... Last year, if you looked at the county final, they learned from that. They they saw, like, I mean, Thomastown went in yeah. and they went in hard and they allowed themselves to be bullied off the ball. Nobody's going to bully this team. You can feel that there's sort of a a steely, there's, there's steel going down through the spine of that team at the moment. But there's a bond there and we've been told this several times by <coughs> Aoife Prendergast and by Jenny Clifford and a couple more of them as well. It's not like they're teammates. It's actually like they are 15 sisters you know that's playing on a team and they would do anything for one another if you, they can you can't the, have that in a team like you, 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 you can't, can't teach it you can't teach it it's something that you have to go through the highs and lows and I can honestly say the bond that they've made is going to stay with them 
like I mean that's the thing and until eventually like I mean until if players move on or whatever but once you have that bond that's what helps to get you over the line in those tight games Because to be fair ye had that bond going back for year three in a row there as well like I mean I was doing matches when you were there. I mean, you would have done anything for one another. I mean, when Andalton was there, you were still playing at the, the time as well. Like all the great players, Gillian Dillon, Marie O'Connor. Like if somebody was in trouble, they were the first people to the ball. And I suppose what they probably have now in Dixborough is that they have girls that have stuck, you know, have learnt from leader roles like Kiefer Pendergast and stepping up to the mark as a, an inter-county captain or whatever but, and the likes of, of Kier Fien that they're stepping up and they're becoming the leaders and they're setting the standard that the younger girls have to follow Isn't that scary to be a leader though at 23 or 24 years of age in a team look, look at, looking up to you Look, look at what that, this particular bunch of girls have achieved over the last couple of years Definitely but like yeah. I mean I've been thinking is that that was one thing it took it's, it takes that it, I always say okay it's, you can learn how to lose and lose gracefully but by Jesus it's way harder to learn how to win mm. and they have clicked on how to win they had their little stumble last year in the county final things didn't go right but they have learned from that and pushed on and that's a sign of a good team but the only thing is that you would hope and I don't think there will be there won't be any complacency with Dixborough I don't think so on Saturday but they will be up against it because as we all know Northern teams are a different type of team they're yeah. usually physically very big, tall girls. But they are, but they play a, a different brand. Different of brand, or camogie, yeah. whatever you want to call different it. Different like brand. So it's 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 been able to adapt to it. But I think they'll have no problems adapting. They're like, I was just I was just so impressed of all the matches I've seen them during the year. I just thought the match last two weeks ago. Just even looking at them, you could see they weren't going to go out of that pitch as losers. They were just, you know, and even in the first half, do you remember, um, they got to run them again and you could see, uh, you were sort of going, oh Jesus, you know, but they came back at him. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the big thing, even when the goal went in, they came back again yeah. and then those unanswered points, what was it, four? Seven. Seven. Seven, seven in seven. a row, yeah. Yeah, seven on the trot and straight away and the composure, like I mean, I have to say, taking some of those frees were fairly far out. Yeah. I was like going, oh jeez, I wouldn't like to be taking the frees. Yeah. But still, and composure and popped him over. And two down as well, knowing that kind of, you know, the, the momentum was starting to turn and you know, you had the momentum with him so you didn't want to break that bit of momentum as well. Like, they were pressure shots really yeah. that you were taking and especially in the manner that St. Vincent's came out and scored that one one. Yes. It was and kind of like, right. You think that's to going to be a sucker punch yeah, and that they yeah. were going to push on for that, but they didn't back down. What I loved was the distribution of the ball. Mm. I thought Amy Clifford's distribution of the ball, which she wouldn't, like we know she's a fabulous striker of the ball, but the distribution of how she was able to play and even on that far wing for her on the second half, Keir Field was playing a lovely cross field ball over to the far side to open up the play. Yeah. The minute they get the ball, the Dixborough backs is head up and look. Yeah, I mean this in a nice way, but I think, yes, you're dead right, Amy Clifford has always had talent, she's been a fantastic player, but I think she has matured so much in the last 12 months or so because she is becoming a leader in the forward line as well. She's mm. looking at Aoife Prendergast putting in the hard yards. She's seen Lucinda Gam pick up an injury that could have defied her, her camogie career like it could have put her out like, and that was it. One game and it's done and dusted with a freak accident. I think her head has become so much in the game that she's not driving stupid balls wide just for the sake of it all the Dixborough players are now trying to pick out the better player in a better position to get the scores for themselves rather than I need to go for the shot and I need to get the score something has to be said lads as to how 
whether it's the management, whether it's the team ethos, it's probably a combination of everything. But you can actually see that there's a level of composure on the ball. There is no panicking. And even if you're being tackled by two girls or whatever, they're composed on the ball. They're not jumping ahead of themselves, as happens in a lot of games. Like before they even have the ball, they're planning what they're going to do. It's that level of composure and keeping things nice and calm. And I suppose if you think about it, like, I mean, having played, Amy would have been involved in Minor County when I was there. Even just to see that she has a year away from it all, lads. Girls need time to mature at their own level in a non-pressured environment. And you know what, sometimes they need a break from it. Because a lot of those girls, as they're playing schools... They're going, finishing off at schools, then beating on, playing with county and club, and then back to schools again. So, like, I mean, from the minute they start into secondary school, they don't really get a break. Yeah. And sometimes not. you just need to be able to take a bit of time away to reassess it and to get the, as I said, get the juices flowing. Do you know, the way we were talking about this, you have to have that hunger. And the same goes for, like, I mean, mentors, management, everything. You have to want to be involved. And if you don't have that hunger and that passion, that drive, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I do think you can get stagnant after a while. Because mm-hmm. I was just talking about this beforehand. I said, I'm, I'm tired. You do need a break from it all just to step away and sort of go back there again. And I think I maybe think that we has stood for a break at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're exhausted. Going yeah, but it's just, but isn't it great to have matches at this time of the year? And like, I really well, enjoyed it. It's great for us because obviously the podcast extends its life form then as well. Because if we do get to the All Ireland final, like, I mean, we're probably going to have a decent preview show. We're going to get mm-hmm. uh, participants into it, look forward to a club mm-hmm. final. Like, it is going to be a big deal for the club to be in an All Ireland final if they can get there now there's going to be a lot of matchups and a lot of interesting pairings that's going to be in it we were chatting to Roisin McCormick a couple of months ago yeah. on the podcast as she was getting ready to play with Antrim and she was obviously an Ashbourne winner with TUD as well earlier on in the year she's going to be a very influential player for Lucky Shamrocks yeah. um, but she scored last year 10 points was it? 10 points from the 20 in the yeah. in, in an Ulster final like do you know there's lots and lots of decent players with Lucky that play on the Antrim team and yeah. with the club team themselves I mean this is not going to be a walk in the park no however I still think that the match against St. Martins in the semi-final for Dixborough it was a very tough game and they came out of it it was a tough game against St. Vincent's in the final I'm not saying that Lockheel had it easier when it came to the, the Ulster Championship but the Leinster Championship is probably one of the most competitive ones in the four provinces that's around and mm. whoever comes out of that normally does very well I know you have Sarsfields and Sarsfields of Cork now on the other side of things it won't get any easier but they will be going into this certainly with momentum and their heads held high the fact that they are Leinster champions they did have two decent matches yeah. against two of the best teams in uh, Leinster within the province and they're now going into an all Ireland final more than likely as underdogs let's be fair because yeah. Lockheel has been there before but they won't mind the underdog tag God you still love no. it wouldn't you yeah, of course you would. there's no pressure on you like. yeah just go out and hold yeah. your game and enjoy it and I think a lot of people probably you know I suppose outside of you know Kilkenny will probably be looking at this going like listen they're obviously going to respect the Kilkenny champions going out of it but I'm sure they're probably hearing an awful lot of things like oh this is a very very young team it's their first time getting out of Leinster 
And I'm not saying that they're going to underestimate them a bit, but I think like Lucky will be kind of looking at this as like this is a huge opportunity for them to go forward. But I think slowly but sure, I think that's the way like Dixburg was like I think that's why they liked going into the Leinster final in the manner that they went into it. They were underdogs going into I'd that as say well. Ted is delighted. Yeah, underdogs like going in under the radar, focus gets mm. he's you know, doing his training this week, yeah. getting their stuff together and then just preparing and getting the heads in the right space. Yeah. Because but they are focused and they are not looking forward to oh you know okay we have Lockheed Shamrocks it's a team for man you can't you can't think to themselves no. yes we're in an all Ireland final you already you have to be tunnel visioned in front of you the team that's there beat them first then deal with everything that comes after that first of all and I think Ted and Donal in fairness to him and to David um, and all the boys that's out there as well I mean even Tommy Ball being the physio he's been around these girls for a long time coaching them when they were under 14s etc the lads really has this team grounded. You know, they're not going to let them get ahead of themselves. Definitely. And you know what I like about it? It's simple. Yeah. Um, one trainer of ours that would have trained us our first All-Ireland and his motto was KISS. Keep it simple and stupid. Keep it basic. It doesn't have to be fancy. doesn't have to be dancey or anything like that. You're getting to the stage of the year, lads, where the ground is getting heavier. It's about possession of the ball and it's about using possession wise, wisely. Yeah. You can't just be going around. Oh yeah, that's one thing, lads. I hope some of the Dixborough girls are listening. Check your boots. Seriously. I tell you, at one stage I thought I was looking at Bambi and Ice with some of the girls. Like it is getting heavier. You need the longer cogs. Mm. It's not a time for blades. And I know you all be thinking, everybody's probably saying, oh, I'm comfortable in my blades or my moulded or whatever. You could see it on both teams the last day because um, you, they're slipping inside and like, I mean, for their own sake, just to be keep their feet up and make a fierce difference it's one of my pet hates but that is important as well like that you know that your boots and what you're going to wear because obviously you have to be comfortable going out there's no point in being wearing blades all year and then when it comes to an all-earned semi-final decide mm. you're going to change your boots the week beforehand like you have to be whatever you're going to wear now being practising in it getting yeah. used to the ground getting used to the tough conditions the wet ground or the mucky sod is going to be there as well and I know it's one of your pet hates as as well but I mean even first touch jab lifting a ball getting it we've seen it in the minor final um, in Kilmacow over the weekend the amount of players when they jab lifted the ball and got going they were able to attack a lot quicker than having to slow down try and roll lift the ball and then all of a sudden the defenders or the midfielders or whoever is going to come on you converge and that's it your overturned possession is gone I think some players think that their knees can't bend <laughs> Do you know the way? Like it's the stiffness. Um, there's one coach that I work with and her favourite thing is doing squats. I swear to God the girls hate her at this stage. But she says it just fries her head. I think we've I've converted her to the to the, the, the jab lift brigade, brigade. But she'd always be saying like, she says, we'll do squats. Yeah. They went and went to go and roll lift the ball and they should. And this is in the middle of summer so you've no bloody excuse. Now I know in this weather it can get stuck on the ground. Oh no, and, it can. There's certain times you have to use You have to roll lift. Yeah. But like, I mean, if the ground is anyway decent you'd be hoping if you go alone enough you should be able to jab and go but possession and primary possession is Mm. so important in conditions like this now we don't think there's going to be a wet weekend we hope we hear that it may be cold um, and frosty but hopefully it's going to stay dry which should mean that the ground itself might be a little bit more firm you know we mightn't have as much of a slog as if the place was wet and it was covered in muck etc so we're, we're looking forward to a very good game between 
probably two unknowns. I mean, we know Lockheed has been there before, but we really don't know what Dixborough have when it comes to this level of playing that opposition because we haven't seen him there before. Yeah. It's all new to them. It's all new to us. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a huge new um, it's a huge new avenue, I suppose, for them. It's a new it's a new test, a new challenge. It, they're kind of going into territory that they haven't been in before. Which and you know what, they're going to be looking forward to this. But it's the same for Lockheed. Like they're going to be the exact same. Like they're obviously not they they are obviously don't know what the challenge that Dixborough is going to bring into them. The one thing I'll say about Dixborough and Paula has said it there as well. Like they're very well balanced. They will be ready. Their management team will make sure that they will have everything down to a hair bobbin, Vaseline for their eyebrows, whatever the case may be. <laughs> they will make sure that they have everything. They'll have all their homework done. They'll have everything sorted. And you know what? It's it's going to be a great it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a massive occasion for the Dixborough girls, for the whole of the Dixborough GA club, GA and Camogie club. Yeah, so really, really looking forward to it. Another really, really good test and hopefully listen, who knows? We might see them in an All-Ireland uh, club final in two weeks' time after that. But listen, they have to overcome a, a Lockheed Shamrock side as well. Well, we're certainly going to be looking forward to it. And as we said, that game will be live with ourselves on KCLR over the weekend as well. Right, the other two is off to a meeting. Um, but it'll leave myself and you to discuss a little bit of matters arising because <coughs> apart from the game at the weekend, there is another busy night ahead for us on Friday evening when the team of the year selection is going to be announced. The nominations have already gone out. Now, we do have a change of venue. Um, we are going to O'Loughlin Gales GEA Club instead on Friday evening, but the time stays the same. It still will be streamed live starting at half past seven but just for a reminder uh, about those nominations the junior nominations were Dominic Delaney from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Emma Barron from Tullahore Ross Birkin and Kellyanne Whelan from Greg Namana they were three goalies our backs then was Annie Ryan from Tullahore Danielle Kenny Dixborough Darcy Bulger Greg Namana Emer Mahan John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Ellen Delaney Greg Namana Gemma Dunn Greg Namana Katie Buchel Tullahore Lucy Brennan Meg Ryan and Rachel Hartley from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Brina Langton from the Rornestig and Orla Moore from Dixborough our forwards then was Ashley Prendergast from Greg Namana Ashley O'Sullivan John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Cleena Murphy Blacksham Heights Kate Hennessy the Rornestig Leah Cooney Piltown Leah Hanrahan Tullahar Linda Murphy Greg Namana Megan Welsh John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Neve O'Donoghue Dixborough Sarah O'Sullivan Tullahar Sinead Lanigan Greg Namana and Vivian Holmes John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and Anya even the player of the year mm-hmm. nominations that was put up and they were sent out. The votes came in the thousands yeah. over the weekend for it. It was unbelievable the amount of people that voted. So thank you so much to everybody who did vote. Um, obviously the public vote was won and there was other votes then which came to it. So the votes are being counted they are being verified and we will be announcing the player of the year nominee who are the three nominations for it again um, at junior level we have Kelly Ann Whelan from Greg Namana we have Rachel Freeland from John Locks Bridge and we have Vivian Holmes from John Locks Bridge as well and I can tell you that the public vote for two 
of the players and we're not going to say which two mm. players it was was very 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 close um, for that one but moving on to the intermediate grade then and obviously our three goalkeepers we had was Ellen Crowley from Moonkine Emma Kavanagh from the Roar and and Kate Furlong from O'Loughlin Gales our backs then was Abby Murphy St. Clair's Anya Galvin and Anya Gannon from the Roar and Carmel Mar from St. Lactons Chloe Mullally Glenmore Danielle Quigley from O'Loughlin Gales Ellen Murphy from the Roar Emily Crowley and Marianne Welsh I should say from Moonkine Nessa Galway O'Loughlin Gales Neve Lachey and Saoirse Burke Emerald St. Anne's and Sarah Crowley Moonkine Chanel Mullen Bally Hale Quiva Hickey St. Lactons and that completes the back line with the midfielders then of Ashling Kelly the Rorna Stieg Eva Dundane's Fort Laura Green O'Loughlin Gales and Muren Gannon from Moonkine while in the forwards then we had Afton Gray St. Clair's On Your Own from Carrick Shock Quiva Caramorta from the Roar Christine Ling from the Roar Claire Feel and Liz Downey Cree Langton the Roar Deirdre Feel and James Ford Deirdre Welsh Mullinavash Julianne Malone or Deirdre Welsh Munkine I should say Julianne Malone Mullinavash Kiva Fenley Belly Hale Laura Murphy O'Loughlin Gales Louise Hickey Emeralds St. Anne's Lydia Fitzpatrick St. Lactons Neve Crowley Munkine and Olivia Mahoney from Danes Fort and again the voting came in the thousands for the Player of the Year nominees and this one again all three this time was shared evenly with a little bit of a clear winner on this one from the public but still as we say it's only one vote when it comes to the player of the year but who are our three nominations for player of the year our three nominations at intermediate level were Emma Kavna Anya Gannon and Clea Langton so you'll have to wait until Friday to find out who is going to be crowned the Intermediate Player of the Year while at senior level our three goalies was Ali Kendi from Wine Gap Evan Norris Piltown and Kirsty Marr from Dixborough our backs was Kira O'Shea and Kira Phelan from Dixborough Ellen Purcell from Barrow Rangers Emily McCarthy Piltown Gillian Costello Wine Gap Hannah Scott James Stevens, Kellyanne Doyle Piltown Leisha Nolan Clara Shauna Tracy Barrow Rangers Quiva Dowling Dixborough Catherine Foley Wine Gap Jess Cody Tullerone Katie Byrne Dixborough Lauren Norris Piltown and Michaela Keneally in Wine Gap our midfielders then was Ava O'Gorman from Dixborough Denise Gall uh, from Wine Gap Miriam Bambrick from Barrow Rangers and Natanya Jackson from Wine Gap while in the forwards we had Asha McCarty from Dixborough Ella O'Reilly Barrow Rangers Hazel Moore St. Martins Rachel Dowling and Amy Clifford from Dixborough Aoife Doyle from Piltown Aoife Prendergast from Dixborough Kleena O'Shea from Wine Gap Ellen Gunner from Conaghy Heather Field in Piltown Jenny Clifford Dixborough Katie Power Piltown Lauren Rowan St. Bridge it's Molly Welsh from Wine Gap, Sophie Holden from Pilltown, and Steffi Fitz from Young Ireland. You'd be tired reading out all them names, but look at the amount of names on that sheet. Unbelievable quality out of all of the players. And again, there seemed to be one clear winner in the public vote in this one for the Player of the Year. Again, it's only the one vote though. But our three nominees on your for Player of the Year at senior level were um, Aoife Prendergast, Keir Phelan, and Casey Byrne. They were our three three nominations for Player of the Year. And we were here, obviously, earlier on finalising because there was lots of details being going on over the weekend about the team and picking the team. The three envelopes have been sealed as of one hour ago and they are now locked in a safe 
and they will not be opened again until Friday when the team of the year is announced are you looking forward to it? yeah I can't wait um, I'm hoping that we get a, a good crowd um, I hope it gets as many of the, the nominees to be there um, it would be great to see because um, I think it's just a celebration of the, the club camogie and the efforts that have gone into the club, club players this year so it would be great to have as many of them um, to, to be there you know last year we did have a really really good turnout we're trying to promote this we're trying to you know build on it year on year on year um, so if you haven't sent back an RSVP please do by Wednesday um, so we can just make sure that we're going to have everything in order for everybody that's going to be there Yep well it certainly will well there will be a bit of food for the participants obviously from 7 o'clock it, the stream will go live from half past 7 and all that will be done on the KCLR socials and details of that will be sent out later on but we thought even over the weekend that one of the grades was going to be a lot easier than the other two when the row came to it and the one that we thought was going to be the easiest turned out to be the bloody toughest it did it certainly did um, I think it just I think when you kind of you know reset down and look at the, the names and the nominations that have been put forward and I suppose like you're looking at players like you know who performed brilliantly this year and you know you may not have won a county final but I suppose like you could have been maybe one of the standout players in all the games that you played this year with your club and I think that's what a lot of it is like it's it's not necessarily you know winning a county final this is these are individual accolades for players and you know it's I suppose to continue to promote the game with you and kind of pr- continue to promote the game within your club as well and you know to get a nomination itself it's that's a huge achievement and a huge honour like you think about it, I think we have 106 nominees this year that was whittled down that was whittled down to um, whittled down from well over 250 260 nominations I think oh god yeah it was well it was, over the it was near enough yeah. to 300 by the time yeah. we got to everything so yeah it was crazy but I have a newfound empathy for anybody who's trying to pick the all-star mm. teams and I know we said even when it came to the Soren Stars this year which I still think it was disgraceful that we had no representation from Kilkenny after getting to an All-Ireland semi-final on it yeah. but I can see how difficult it is and there's people going to say on Friday evening there's people <laughs> have said it already why isn't so-so on the team of the year and why hasn't she been picked already well the answer is because the quality of the player and the quality of the nominations this year are top class and it has been probably out of this is our third year doing this this has been by far I think the most difficult to try and pick mm-hmm. the best 45 club players that we have at intermediate senior and junior level this year yeah it definitely does and I think like you know if a player hasn't been nominated it, it does it's by no means saying that they had a poor year but it just like we we had to whittle it down unfortunately like if we could go around and we could give everybody the nominations we would do that no problem at all but I suppose like that's not how these things work um, listen I'm sure when we announced the teams this weekend I'm sure somebody is going to have an issue with them but listen if they didn't you know we wouldn't sure they be wouldn't caused. be talking about no, us anyway exactly. if they and didn't. if they're not talking if they're talking about you then you were obviously uh, making an impact on them so that's the that's the way I would look at that it is and we are approaching the 20,000 download mark as well which is fantastic so thank you so much to each and every one who listens to the podcast every week don't forget it is available wherever you get your podcast from and we enjoy doing it because we started the podcast to give a bit of promotion to all of our players not only the county 
players but our club players as well and we do feel that that is important and being able to do so obviously something else that is important as well is the schools competitions when it comes to it and the third level uh, Camogie championship fixtures were announced recently with the draws done and the upcoming fixtures is actually going to be TU Dublin who are the holders of the Ashburn Cup they are going to be facing UCC in their very first game while SETU in Waterford is going to be playing DCU Docus Aaron and MTU in Cork is going to be facing University College in Dublin so there is some very mouth-watering fixtures already in that games there in the personal fixtures SETU in Carlo our neighbours up the road be managed by Anne and Angela Downey as well this year they're taking on Maynooth University University College Cork second team is going to be taking on TUS Midlands at Lowen while University of Galway who are usually in the Ashburn Cup got relegated is going to be taken on Trinity College in Dublin in the Father Mar fixtures DCU Docus Aaron third team is going to be taking on TUD's second team while DCU Docus Aaron's second team is going to be taking on Ulster University Jordanstown and both the DCU Docus Aaron's team have to meet in that group I tell you one thing, now there is a fixture that you would love to be able to go and watch. In the, um, okay, let, let, let me get this one right. In the Umwell Gone fixtures, it's SETU Waterford 2 versus TUS Midwest and ATU Galway are going to take on St. Mary's and that is those fixtures there. And in the recently renamed Ashling Murphy uh, fixtures in Group 1, it's going to be Ulster University McGee taking on Ulster University Cole Rain, while in Group 2, it's ATU Sligo and they are going to be taking on Marino College. So, great to be able to see all of those fixtures taking part as well and um, I can't say that I saw any of the league final um, results being put up uh, anywhere maybe those ones haven't been played yet but we were hoping to have someone from the CCAO on with us uh, this evening but just with time constraints and everything else that wasn't possible however I have got it confirmed that the rules are no longer in place the experimental rules that was there they were only in it for the league part of it so they will not be there for the championship on Yafahi yes thank God <laughs> um, my opinion personally um, and I spoke to a few people that were actually playing games were playing college games and a lot of them weren't even practicing the new rules at training and they weren't using them in the games for the simple reason was they may only have had to use the rule for two or three games and a lot of those people could have been potentially going back playing with their clubs um, or going back playing under 22 and it gets confusing it does like and it's you can't keep doing that I did go to a recent um, under 21 um men's match and you could clearly see because there was obviously new rules brought in for the the, uh, the higher education and yeah, that yeah um, so you could see that the lads that were obviously trying that were trialling the new rules in that as well because they were you know nearly two different styles going on but to be honest with you I'm glad that they're not going to be put in play for the championship I think the Ashburn is such a major major competition that I think by messing around with it and girls not having I suppose adequate time 
to trial these in actual competitive games I just think it would be an absolute disaster Well it certainly would but we will have to wait and see because next year is indeed a rules congress mm-hmm. so playing rules could potentially be changed as well and we'll have to wait and see how things are going there Obviously there is hope that the integration process could be decided by next year as well to be able to bring a vote to Congress on that um, so we'll have to wait and see but last week there was a Congress being held and it was the county convention that was held in Kilkenny and it was play on last Tuesday evening and it went very well it was attended by a lot of people a lot of clubs was there the delegates was there so we thank them for their input into it and the newly elected officers was Teresa Elward has been reappointed as chairperson Teresa is a Clara woman Teresa Hunston has been reappointed as secretary Teresa is Barrow Rangers Owen Cooney has been reappointed as the treasurer and Owen is from Moonkine Aoife Lanigan PRO she's a Dixborough woman Paula Murphy who was in here earlier on their registrar of course from St. Lactons Tommy Farrell the development officer is Blacks and Whites and John Kavanagh was the Leinster delegate he is of course Barrow Rangers as well and we welcome Shirley Dowd who is the new Leinster delegate Shirley is an Aaron's own Castle Comer member up there and she's very welcome to the team obviously I stepped down after 10 years of service consecutive service to it and by rule had to be done so uh, currently I am in situ still in the position because the vice chairman's role was left vacant. Nobody decided that they wanted the job. It it really does pay very well, I have to say. But there will be an EGM on the 12th of December for that one. And of course, Lillian Houlihan, who is the children's officer, hey, was more than likely going to be ratified again for the children's officer for 2024. So still a couple of positions to be held. Michael Ryan will probably be put back in as the assistant treasurer I will be assuming Mark Flynn and David Phelan have stepped down from the assistant PRO's role and the Leinster delegate role respectively and we thank them for their work that they have done in promoting Cromogie over the last number of years and wish them very well with whatever they decide to do in their future endeavours with the Camogie clubs in Kilmacow and in Freshford as well but yeah you had your juvenile AGM you hadn't had your had your main AGM yet yes we've it all done all done and dusted oh do I hear congratulations are in order because you did you take over as chairperson of no. the Camogie club did I hear no <laughs> I did not <laughs> I absolutely did not. Oh. No, I did not. Um, oh, no. somebody gave me wrong information because I was told that you were after taking over as chair of the club out there. No, absolutely not. No, we do have a new chair uh, person, Anne-Marie Coogan, or Anne-Marie Kyo, and I am staying on as secretary. So yeah, we've uh, just one new person in, in at the helm of it all this year. So it's great, great fun. Very nice. Yeah. Emery's has got loads of experience. Former Camogie player as well. Um, you know, from the heart to Tullerone. So she's going to be. She's going to. She's going to do some really good work with us this year. And you had a very good win in uh, Callan over the weekend. The minor we B uh, county semi final, which minor also doubled. Sorry, minor A. Yeah. It also doubled up as the league final. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're now into the county final. Not next weekend. The weekend after. Yeah. Well, I suppose we're waiting on Dixborough. 
because um, they're obviously in the other semi final. So that so won't that be the weekend. So, yeah, the girls had a really, really good victory yesterday. Uh, Tuller and St. Anne's against John Locks. Um, so, yeah, came out with a very good victory in that. So, great for the girls, I suppose. Like, they're still, a lot of them would have been, you know, par- probably part of our senior squad this year and have been kind of plodding along training the whole time. And they're still going, God love them. But, um, yeah, they had a really good victory. It was nice to have a bit of silverware, I suppose, at this stage of the year on display now. But, listen, they have a county final to look forward to. And, of course, our under 16s are in the county final next weekend as well. It's always nice to have the bit of yeah. silverware. Talking about a bit of silverware, we want to congratulate Danes Fort on their win in the minor B county final mm-hmm. uh, that was played in Kilmacow yesterday morning over Glenmore. A six goal thriller in that and we have to, well I have to pay a special mention as did the chairperson Teresa Elward yesterday for the Glenmore goalkeeper who I think is Aideen O'Connor if I'm not mistaken um, on that one. She was outstanding um, so well done to everybody involved uh, in getting getting the finals played and as Anya has mentioned there is games on this weekend so the under 16 A final will be between John Locks and Wine Gap uh, that will have an 11 o'clock throw in but there's no venue fixed for that one at the minute the same as the junior C final between Aaron Zone and James Stevens. that will be played in the morning time again no venue on it Tullerone and Glen Moore is taking part at 11 o'clock at the weekend again it's very difficult to find venues for these at the minute but we still are searching. Um, Barrow Rangers and Tullahor Ross Birkin in the Rhine Sea final. That takes place at 11 o'clock in Dr. Tierney Park in Gregnamana at the weekend. And in the Rhine D final, it is Bennett's Bridge taking on Emeralds with Parmistown, the venue on that one. And that will be at 11 o'clock as well. So the very best of luck to one and all taking part in the under 16 finals. And again, we wish Dixborough the very best of luck. And we wish luck look as well because we are a Camogie podcast we want to see the Kikenny teams doing well but we will obviously wish our opponents um, the very best of luck in their games as well and to all our match officials even though some of them uh, we won't uh, no actually I'm not going to even mention anything about that um, at the moment but we just will wish all of our match officials um, the very best of luck um, over the weekend because it's not an easy job but they do it because they love the game as well and since Anya is going taking up the whistle as well <laughs> next year she's going in to do the course and the whole lot for us <coughs> it's, it's brilliant news Anya well done Somebody is seriously feeding you a load of BS <laughs> because that again is wrong information <laughs> I am um I, I respect anybody who is going to do it I do and I do think a lot of people should go do it just not for me you do actually have a player currently we with do. G at the minute that yep. is um, going to be doing a course hopefully mm-hmm. um, within the next few within the future yeah um, but yeah uh, we said this we actually at the convention the other night it was there's 50 something GA referees yeah they haven't enough to cover the games that they have where does that leave us when we have four dedicated camogie referees 28 yeah. hurling referees some of them are retiring again next year as well mm-hmm. we are sincerely going to be depleted for match officials next year yeah we are we are but thankfully we've also increased the the pay I suppose for the referees as well a lot of referees to, though don't do it for the money to be fair no I them. know but it was like at one stage we were paying less we were than paying what the GA board was, yeah. and it was it was going to prove to be difficult so at least like you know that's a bit of an advantage but you're right like we do only have I think the four or five actual camogie we've referees we've only four camogie referees yeah. yeah like it's it's tough like and I do think we do need to like I, I think every club should have should have uh, a referee 
in the club. I do. I really, really do think they do should have them because, like, they, if, if there wouldn't be any issues then. Well, now is the opportunity to be trying to put that into place. Right, uh, as you can hear, poor Anya is definitely feeling under the weather at the minute. We need her to be on our best and everything to be right with her so we're going to send her off home to bed now for the next couple of days to be ready for the big event on Friday night the Come On Kind Team of the Year 2023 live and exclusive from O'Loughlin's GAA Club with ourselves and it will as I said be on the KCLR socials how you can get the link to be able to watch that live check out the KCLR social media pages at the weekend and check out the Come On Kind page as well because we will be letting you know Oh, excuse me, how to do that. Um, And then on Saturday, we will be live with the big game with Dixborough from County Meath. And we are looking forward to it as well. But thank you so much to everybody who does listen to the podcast. As always, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. um, Your usual outlets there. And remember, click the little bell and you will always get a notification when the post goes live and you'll be able to listen in to us. Because without your support and without you listening we wouldn't be able to be able to do this. Um, so we sincerely thank each and every one of you for listening and spread the word because we'd like other people to be listening in, whatever they think, and engage with any of our posts on social media or get in contact with us via the email as well. That is always open to uh, people that is listening in or if you would like a specific topic that maybe people don't go near or that you would like to be discussed well we don't shirk away from that we will discuss it here on the podcast just get in touch with us have a good weekend folks mind yourselves always as we always say take care of one another because life is precious as we have seen last Thursday evening and all of our thoughts are with everybody involved in that tragedy in uh, Dublin albeit thank God nobody died out of it which is a blessing in disguise but um, in the circumstances we we hope um, everybody is going to be okay um, there's more to sport there's more to life and it is precious so be kind to everyone mind yourselves enjoy the sport and we will be back again next week please God looking forward to an All-Ireland Club Final with Dixborough but don't forget Friday night is the big one we'll be live from O'Loughlin Gales from myself and Anya here this evening it is goodbye from the two of us bye this is come on kind with martin quilty and onya family <laughs>